0: Coming up on the Backstop Podcast, the Red Sox remain in first place but lose the series. I will break down on what's going wrong with the Red Sox. The temperature is heating up across the nation and teams are getting into the swing of things after a slow start. Sean and I will tell you which teams to watch out for. And the Red Sox come home for a three-game series against the Detroit Tigers. Can the Red Sox bounce back? We got stats, analytics, and more on the Backstop Podcast. The Boston Red Sox hit the field looking to get back on top of the American League East. We're breaking down every pitch all season long on OB's Backstop Podcast, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 13 on the Backstop Podcast. I'm your host, Owen Meese, with Sean Scanlon. For the first time since the season opener in Fenway Park, the Red Sox lose the series three games to one against the Texas Rangers. In game one in the sixth inning, Rangers catcher Jose Trevino hit a two-run homer off of pitcher Sawamora in which the team went up three to one. Rangers will win four to one. The only run Red Sox scored came in the top of the 6th inning when Devers doubled that allowed Verdugo to score. The Red Sox as a team batted a 100. They only hit 3 times and went 1 for 5 in runners in scoring position. In Game 2, JD Martinez homered twice against starting pitcher Kohai Orihara. The Red Sox breezed through the game winning 6-1. to one. In game three, the Red Sox were in the lead at the end of five innings, which was five to four. However, Matt Andres could not hold the Rangers and gave up three earned runs. Willie Calhoun homered off of Andres and went three for four. Rangers won that game eight to six. The Red Sox offense came alive, batting a 316. However, they could not capitalize when they had runners in scoring position. And in game four, the Red Sox had a 3-1 lead in the 7th, but Garrett Whitlock gave up a home run in the bottom of the 7th by shortstop Isaiah Keiner It is the first time in the season that Whitlock gave up a run. He completed the inning with the lead intact. However, Adam Otovino came in relief and the only he pitched two-thirds inning and gave up three runs allowing the Rangers to come back. And win.
1: Yeah, it was a disappointing series against the Rangers. Definitely the last two games, like you mentioned, um, you know, in game three, Matt Andreessen, who has been relatively good for most of the season, you know, giving up three earned runs in one inning. That's what really killed us. And in both games, we had at least a two run lead, and the fifth inning or later, and uh, just leads that we squandered. And then, you know, like you said, in the fourth game of the series, Garrett Whitlock, who I can't really blame him because he's been great all year. You know, it's his first earned run and, you know, over 10 innings pitched. So at some point he was going to have to give it up. But then, like you mentioned, Adam Adovino, you know, only two thirds of an innings pitch, giving up two walks uh, that just couldn't happen in that situation. You got to be pitching strikes uh, and, you know, you can't be giving up, uh, you know, easy base runners in a game where you know, both offenses were kind of struggling. It, it was three to one at that point. You know, you got to be able to, you know, control the strike zone and, and not let runners on base with, by just walking them. So uh, definitely the bullpen is is kind of what killed us in those last two games. And aside from game two, where it was a home run fest for the Red Sox, it was uh, definitely a disappointing series in which we should have at least split with a team like the Rangers, who I, I just don't see them as really a contender in the AL at all. So definitely a disappointing series from the Sox.
0: Look at the positive note here. I mean, we do got some hot Red Sox players such as Alexander Bogars, JD Martinez, and Alex Verdugo. But on the other side of that, look, you got Franchi Cordero and Bobby Dalback who are not giving anything for the Red Sox. I mean, look, Cordero batting a 158, struck out 26 times in 57 at bats. That's nearly almost 50% of the time that he goes to the plate. He is not seeing the ball. He's not swinging right. I mean, look, the minor leagues start Tuesday, May 4th. I hope that he gets set down for rehab because it is much needed. I mean, you also, like I said, Bobby Dolbeck, who's supposed to be the rookie of the year this season, and yet he's batting at 200, striking out 28 times and 75 at bats. He only has one home run and six RBIs. And this is the guy that came last year towards the end of the season. And he was hitting home runs left and right. So, is it the weather? Is it the ball? I mean, just what's what's the science of all this? And the only solution I could think of is send them back to the minors.
1: Yeah, the bottom of this lineup has definitely been the disappointing part of the lineup. You know, hitters uh, six through nine, we're just not getting any production from. And, you know, you said it with Franchi Cordero. He's been super disappointing. You know, he's just a strikeout machine every time he comes up to the plate. I, I said it last time I was on the show. We got a guy uh, in AAA, Jaron Duran, who did great in spring training and not just uh, hitting the ball, but in the field. So I think at some point, if, if we get another week of, you know, just strikeout after strikeout from Franchi, I think we definitely have to look into bringing up Jaron Duran and sending down Franchi just, you know, maybe he can get in a rhythm uh, in triple a, get that confidence back uh, and then maybe, you know, bring him up by the end of the season. But like you said, it's not just him. Marwin Gonzalez is hitting 189 right now. Uh, Franchi Cordero or excuse me, Hunter Renfro, 191. He did have the home run, which was nice to see because that's he's the power hitter. But still, we can't have these guys hitting under 200 uh, at the at bottom of the lineup. If it's just one or two guys, maybe. But to have four guys at the bottom of the lineup is just killing it, uh, especially for all the guys at the start of the lineup who have been doing great. J.D. Martinez is... is the best hitter in baseball right now is Xander Bogarts. uh, He brings it consistently year in and year out. And then you mentioned Verdugo is getting hot. uh, Devers is getting hot at the right time. But, uh, you know, their production at the start of lineup, you know, it it can't turn into wins without some help from the guys at the bottom of the lineup.
0: I was surprised with Devers because he didn't have a great spring training. I mean, he was struggling uh, offensively and defensively. And to see him, especially I got to see him in person, the way he's attacking the ball and everything else—it was a, a total 180. And gotta, you gotta be appreciative of everything that he is he is doing. But as far as Francis Cadere, he reminds me of uh, Pablo Sandoval when we got him from the <laughs> San Francisco Giants. He did nothing, absolutely not. Just gained weight. Okay, that's all he had done. Something's got to get fixed. And is this the new way of the Red Sox baseball? because definitely I'm not liking it. And I've said it before, we need batters that are clutch. Having uh, runners in scoring position percentage being so low is not good for business, especially when the, the Blue Jays and the Yankees, who both teams have won seven of the last 10 games, are creeping up. And Tampa Bay Rays are not that far away. The The, the furthest gap that you have between the Red Sox in the last place is three and a half games. The Red Sox has won five of the last 10 but then this is the first series that they've lost. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: we need to continue that winning streak the way they were approaching it, the way they were doing it against the Orioles, against the Twins. We we need that. But having runners in scoring position, look, check this out, and, and I'm not making this up. Uh, overall, in the series with the Rangers, they went 8 for 32 in, in runners in scoring position. The series before that, which was a good Pitching duo between the Red Sox and the Mets. They went two for seven. We could go back even with the Mariners. Two for 10, two for nine, two for 10, one for 11. Those are not good statistics when it comes to runners in scoring position. And we split with the Mariners two and two, which could have easily been four and oh in favor of the Red Sox. But our bats are not swinging. And now we're going to go against the Detroit Tigers and next upcoming three-game series. There is a big concern to see where exactly are the Red Sox when it comes to offense.
1: Absolutely. I mean, the this is a big series for the Red Sox to get back on track. I think, you know, the Tigers, they're 8-21 and right now, probably the worst team in the AL. So, I mean, we, uh, we have to, I hate to say it, but I, I think we have to sweep, uh, especially at home. We've been terrible at home this year, so... We have to, you know, we establish uh, getting wins back at home at Fenway again, and we have to establish ourselves as a dominant team by going out and beating, you know, who we should. And, uh, you know, ever since that nine-game winning streak, the, the Red Sox have just been really average. Uh, it's, you know, like you said, running in scorers' position. We haven't had uh, many clutch hits in those situations. Um, the, You know, the starting rotation started really well, but they've kind of been uh, wandering off as of late. Same thing with the bullpen. But uh, I, I just think that, you know, it's the Red Sox They have to come out and, and win this series for sure, but definitely sweep, I, I would say, because uh, like other teams are creeping up, the Jays are only a game and a half back. Yankees are only two and a half games back. So it was a very comfortable April because the Red Sox are playing very well. But uh, coming into this May, we we definitely have to start off uh, good against a Tigers team who is, you know, very beatable.
0: The temperatures warming up and teams are ready to swing. And we're talking about that we have. Uh, and we're just going to be looking at the MLB standing just in the American League East. The Toronto Blues have won seven of their last ten games. They are a game and a half, as you mentioned, behind the Red Sox. In the last week, we have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Bo Bichetti and Lourdes Gurriel. They have been on the hot streak. And with George Springer coming back in the lineup, it was at last May 1st, he went and belted two home runs in a game. So the Blue Jays are hot at the right time. And behind that is the New York Yankees. They have also won seven last 10 games and currently in third place. Aaron Judge and Stanton have gotten hot. And in the last week, Judge has batted a 400, three home runs and 10 RBIs. And Stanton has been moved up and batting second. And he is batting a 500. He went 13 for 26 with one home run. Something's got to give. And when you have, look, the Yankees and the Blue Jays, they, they have their line is built for situations like this. And the only way the rest of us can stay ahead is getting batters. And, and if that means that they got to make some trades to get some good players, you know, like a David Ortiz caliber or a Manny Ramirez caliber, that has to happen. Because what you don't want is half the season you're in first place and then the second half, you take a dip, and then you don't even make the playoffs. And that right there is not on the manager. That's all on the general manager.
1: Yeah, and it was, you know, really fun uh, having the Yankees be terrible for that first month, and. I- it, but it, it wasn't going to continue the whole season. We know that the Yankees have too much talent, and for the Blue Jays, they're a really young team. So I'm sure, and they, like you said, George Springer, probably their best player, wasn't in the lineup for the first month. So they're going to continue to get better and better. And it's it's the pressure's definitely on the Red Sox right now. We had a great first month, but you know we got to keep uh, our our gas, uh, or our our pedal on the gas because you know these teams aren't slowing down. They're just going to keep playing better. And uh, like you said, it it really comes down to that lineup. It's the start of the lineup has been great, but like I mentioned before, the bottom of the lineup has to come through or like you said, we're going to have to either make some trades or bring up guys like Jaron Duran or or Jeter down some young prospects that we have down in the triple a. So, uh, it's, it's definitely an important may coming ahead. And, uh, luckily we played the tigers the series and then the orioles who have been all right but I, I think that we can go out and win the series against the orioles so these next two series we have to i think at least go five and two or six and one to to feel comfortable uh going into the rest of may well
0: the last 10 games total lane the Ruts has been averaging less than 270 so let's see what they could do against the tigers we'll be recapping them very shortly but, uh, hey, you're listening to the Backstop Podcast presented by Clovercrest Media. Check out Clovercrestmedia.com for variety of podcasts, whether it's crime, sports, politics, you name it. It's all there. Visit Clovercrestmedia.com. Also, you can also check out our show on hhwshow.com, which was originally the Horror Hat Wrestling Show website. But they're also covering... All 4 Downs Podcast, the HSW Show, and of course, yours truly, the OB's Backstop Podcast. And we'll go ahead and look it up as the Red Sox will host a three-game series at Fenway Park versus the Detroit Tigers. And Game 1, Nick Pavetta will take the mound versus a pitcher to be determined. Pavetta has a, quite a success against the Tigers. Tigers are hitting just a 0-6-9 against him. So that Ooh. looks promising for the first game. Game two, Martin Perez will take the mound versus Casey Mize. Perez has allowed the Tigers to bat at 271. That is kind of a concern there. If you can get the outs on Miguel Cabrera and Robbie Grossman, he will do just fine. The Tigers' Casey Mize will face the Red Sox for the very first time, so we don't have much. The only player that he has pitched to was Marwin Gonzalez. So we'll see if he's going to be in the lineup or not. In game three, we got Nathan Evaldi versus Spencer Turnbull. Evaldi has allowed the Tigers to bat a 255. Wilson Ramos and Miguel Cabrera have batted well against Evaldi. Tiger Spencer Turnbull has quite a success against the Red Sox. The Red Sox are only batting a 214 against him. Franchi Cordero has had his success while he was with the Royals. As we mentioned already, he can't even see the ball, he can't even swing. So, his factor being in lineup. It's not going to really help for the Red Sox right now.
1: Yeah, Nick Pavetta, I mean, he's been the most surprising starter so far. I think he's probably been the best pitcher uh, of the starting staff uh, so far. And I think that, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to that because I think that he's been a pleasant surprise. And then we got Martin Perez, who actually had a good start against the Rangers uh, in the first game. Unfortunately, we lost four to one because of the bullpen. But he went five and two thirds, uh, seven strikeouts, and only one earned. So uh, hopefully we see some success from him. Uh, he kind of had a rough start, but if he can continue to build off that last start, I, I think it'll uh, bode well for us. And then Nathan Navaldi, he's uh, he's been hit or miss. He's had some good starts and, and uh, some bad starts, but I think that you know once he starts to get into the rhythm, come May time, uh, I think that you know the the Red Sox rotation will be fine. So. Like I said, I think there's definitely a good shot uh, to get a sweep. I think that we have three good pitchers uh, going against the Tigers lineup that isn't that great. So uh, definitely hoping for a sweep here, if not, at least a a series win.
0: This Sunday will be our podcast debut on social media. If you like this podcast, please follow us on YouTube and Facebook. You can also visit hhwshow.com on the OV's Backstop Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to OV's Backstop Podcast, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. For more, visit hhwshow.com.